0: So, I was hanging out on Twitter, and everyone seems to be talking about making their own spider people. They call them spider-sonas.
1: Oh, that sounds neat. Did you have someone in mind?
0: I did, in fact. Would you like to hear about my spider-sona?
1: As long as you want to hear about mine. Wait, you already have one ready? Oh, yes. I think about being Spider-Man a lot.
0: (laughs) Okay, well... Mine is Spider Queen. She has all of the usual spider powers, but can command legions of spiders to do her bidding. Kind of a cross between Spider Woman and Squirrel Girl.
1: That is completely horrifying. I love it. (laughs) Are you ready for mine? Shoot. Okay, so mine is Spider Dad. He has a couple of kids and a loving wife and a pretty great life, really, but... His long commute is, is pretty stressful, and he isn't in shape the way he used Wait, to be. Wait, what? And you know, he really tries to be a great guy, but even he gets a little sad sometimes and loses sleep over silly things. Not even just trying to save the world, but like existential things, too.
0: Ah, um, Chris, are we going to need to talk about this spider-sona, sweetheart?
1: Oh, oh, no, 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 no. It's, it's all just a fun fiction. Only based a little in reality. Just uh, a little. Well, um, anyway, let's uh, talk about comics? Uh, yes.
0: I'm Christina Edelman. And I'm Chris Edelman. And this is Chris's On Infinite
1: Earths. The podcast where nothing will ever be the same.
0: Welcome, readers, to our final episode of Spider-Verse.
1: We've only been covering it for the last part of linear time.
0: Isn't that always the case?
1: Yeah, but that just makes it sound like, like we've been covering it forever, which we kind of had. We started in, what, like September?
0: It still didn't take us as long as Crisis
1: crisis we're I f- still feel like I'm we, covering crisis
0: yeah we just had a lot of we had some 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 breaks some fun flavor added in we had acts of friendship that's true we had Dennis hopeless that's
1: also true which
0: was so awesome
1: yeah so you know I think we made pretty good time
0: yeah, and we're wrapping it up just as everybody is finishing seeing Spider-Man into Spider-Verse,
1: which you saw for the first time today.
0: Today. It took me forever, but we wanted to be able to see it with our kiddo, so you went and saw it first to make sure it wasn't too scary. Mm-hmm. And when we were gone for holidays and it was it was very hard waiting when I heard so many awesome things.
1: It was pretty cool.
0: But it was definitely worth the wait. And I think I think our kiddo liked it. I don't know. They they both did pretty well during the movie. So I don't I don't know what, what more you can ask than like a three year old and an eight month old like sitting through an entire movie.
1: Yeah. They definitely seem enraptured by a good portion of it.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean it was gorgeous to look at, so even if they had no idea what was going on.
1: Yeah, it was a very pretty movie. Mhm. I think we're probably going to have a few questions related to that a little bit later in the program. Since we actually took questions this time, we're going to maybe make this a habit for when we're wrapping up the end of series
0: Yeah. I'm actually pretty excited looking at all the questions and the people that, that chimed in. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a fun new edition. I'm looking forward to it.
1: All right. Well, without any further ado, let's get into the summary. I'm sorry. I almost uh, stole... Uh, there's, from Titan of the Defense, they always say, without further ado, let's do this. Glad I didn't do that. <laughs> that would have been gimmick infringement. Oh,
0: well, summary?
1: Amazing Spider-Man number 14, written by Dan Slott, penciled by Giuseppe Coley and Olivier Cappell, inked by Wade Von Grasbadger, Cam Smith, and John Livesey. Colored by Justin Ponsor, lettered by Chris Eliopoulos, edited by Nick Lowe and Devin Lewis.
0: The Spider Army comes upon a besieged pair of spider women, Gwen and Jessica, of course, who are fighting off a few of Verna's hounds, specifically some gobliny ones. After dispatching the goons, Jess informs the group of silks capture by the inheritors, and the gang gives chase.
1: After mourning the death of their father, and then quickly finding out all his essence is now in a crystal, the Inheritors begin their evil ritual. They first take the poor deceased Cain's blood, which makes it so the Other will find no new hosts. The Great Weaver exclaims that the Spider Army is at the gates, and Morland tells Verna, Jenix, and the twins to stop them while he and Demos get their ritual on.
0: Miles and his new recruits join the fight as Deimos and Morloon continue their ritual, first by cutting the captured silk's hand, which ensures that no new totems will arrive by chance. Finally, Morloon gets ready to stab sweet baby Benji, which seals the deal. No new spiders ever! However, the dagger is yoinked from his hand by Peter Parker, and the scraps get scrappier.
1: If you were thinking that this dogpile of a fight was over, you are pretty gosh darn wrong. Remember the group sent to convince Karn he was a good guy? Guess what? They're back, and he is pretty convinced. Finally, for good measure, Spider-Man 2099, Lady Spider, and freaking Leopardon also join the fray.
0: Ritual-wise, Morloon tries to finally complete it uh, by killing poor little Benji, but he has been faked out. Benji has been replaced by Spider-Ham, while Uncle Ben has taken the little guy to safety. Mayday has also gotten a hold of the solace Crystal and threatens to crush it in vengeance against Deimos. Meanwhile, Superior decides that this whole ritual is bunk without the Master Weaver and slays him with his creepy claws. What a really terrible idea, Otto. After seeing this, Mayday relents as a true hero does not kill.
1: Morlun tries to go for broke by killing Peter and starts to absorb his life force. Peter signals for everyone else to back off, and he teleports them both to that radioactive hell dimension of Earth-3145. Peter tells Morlun where he can hoof it to before Cindy Moon saves him interdimensionally. The other inheritors are captured and also thrown into said dimension. We end on the spiders taking a nice rest before planning on heading to their home dimensions.
0: Amazing Spider-Man number 15 Written by Dan Slott Penciled by Giuseppe Comincoli Inked by Cam Smith and Roberto Poggi Colored by Justin Ponzer, Lettered by Chris Eliopoulos Edited by Nick Lowe and Devin Lewis
1: Peter gives a heartfelt goodbye to Mayday, who returns to her Earth to find her mother and boyfriend Wes still alive, and baby Benji returned by Uncle Ben. Unfortunately, her father did not survive, but Uncle Ben asks if he can stay and be a grandfather to Benji and Mayday. Mayday agrees happily, and as her mom bequeaths her her father's costume, Mayday declares she is now Spider Woman.
0: The other spiders bid adieu, heading to their home universes. Everything seems pretty hunky-dory until everyone feels searing pain in their spider senses. They rush to the great web, which is being dismantled by Superior. Remember, he figured out that Peter is from his future, meaning that his life is forfeit in the near future. So he just wants to burn the whole thing down.
1: The non-616 spiders are quickly sent back to their home dimensions as the Great Web's destruction means no more portals. The 616ers fight Superior with Anya attempting to grab Morlun's knife from him. She manages to get it from his dastardly paws, reading on it that there must always be a Master Weaver, but for life. Silk reluctantly volunteers before Karn decides to take the position.
0: Otto waxes poetic about his fate to die as the others remove the Master Weaver's helmet. Karn likewise removes his, and holy heck, they look the same! Even Karn's spear thing is a key to unlock the Master Weaver's little weird ball chair thing. He takes his place as the new Master Weaver as Peter Parker subdues Superior and tosses him into the portal, into the 616. Otto appears back in Superior Spider-Man number 19, not remembering a gosh darn thing.
1: Karn prepares to send the 616ers home, but tells Spider-UK an unfortunate truth. His whole universe is gone due to those incursions from way back in the early parts of the crossover. While he is, of course, pretty crushed, he and Anya decide to stay on Loomworld, vowing to help all the worlds without a Spider-Man as the Web Warriors. Finally, all of the 616 Spiders head back to the good old main Marvel Universe and off to their solo titles. However, unseen, a hand bursts forth from the body of the other. The end!
0: So, Chris, what do you feel about, first, about, like, these last two issues, and secondly, about, about Spider-Verse as a whole?
1: I think the entire crossover is a lot of fun. Agree. I think these last two issues kind of fall apart a little bit.
0: Yeah, I feel like some things they just try to make sense of just to wrap it all up, but I feel like we need a little more. It in reminds some parts. me of the end
1: of Harry Potter and that it's just like this person fights this person, this person fights this person.
0: Yeah, the fact that we have to have like after most of the action is done, the fact that we have like this whole epilogue issue to tie up all the plot points.
1: Plot points that are that I feel like seem like they're not all completely epilogue-y, it is in a sense.
0: Right, but some of them feel like they really should have just been part of the main story, not an epilogue.
1: Yeah, I guess the assumption is that if you were going to be reading Amazing anyway, you'd probably keep reading it.
0: I, I suppose, I suppose. But yeah, so they, they, a lot of elements were, a lot of stories were brought into this, and they all had to get wrapped up. Very quickly,
1: yeah, they didn't double size the the ending issue. It was definitely like a normal twenty pager.
0: He could have been a double sized I feel like,
1: yeah, uh, but in some ways, I wonder if if that if that maybe wouldn't have been a great choice, but
0: no i i mean I guess the that the first issue that we're discussing was kind of kind of ended on like a a nice little and and the the action happened, and there was there was a little bit of closure, and yes, there were more stories that had to be wrapped up, but that was like the big finale right, and the last issue was our was our denouement, if you will
1: yes, I will <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, so as we start amazing number fourteen. I feel like the spiders don't have a plan and I kept this, the entire crossover, I kept expecting something to get revealed where they would be like this, we have an ace in the hole or we have this big plan, but it's like, they have like 15 aces in the hole.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I (laughs) mean, there's some little things, some little like reveals that the whole Peter Porker Taking Benji's spot and Uncle Ben sneaking away. What you think you think Uncle Ben is just being a coward and backing out, and then you find out, uh nope, he had Benji.
1: Right. He snagged Benji. It does uh, deprive of us of Uncle Ben doing some spidey combat.
0: Yeah, yeah. But... but maybe
1: that's maybe he's a Yoda figure. You know, Yoda was maybe a little cooler before we saw him leaping around doing stuff. Maybe he was just better as a I don't know. He's a pretty terrible mentor, too. They had to, like, convince him to come.
0: I mean, I I think it, that was a pretty great action right there. I mean, that stopped.
1: That's true. That stopped
0: the prophecy from being fulfilled, get the ritual.
1: The, get the baby out of here is like a. That's it a, is
0: like the most intelligent thing. Right. That could have been done. Like, as soon as they knew that the baby was part of the prophecy, like, baby should have been separated. Yep. I mean, I guess, I guess.
1: Baby was hanging out at Earth-13 with Captain Universe Spider. What would have been better than that?
0: Well, and Captain Universe Spider died. Yeah,
1: but they didn't have any place better than that. Right. That was the best place. I
0: guess. Yeah, Benji had to go be in a, be in a bunker in a radioactive wasteland.
1: That maybe would have worked okay. Oh, uh, wait, no,
0: Baby. No, Baby. He got, ca- he got he, nabbed. He was nabbed before then. Yeah. That's probably good. Radioactivity wouldn't have been kind to babies. <laughs> Even spider babies. Even spider babies.
1: Spider babes. Spider babes.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I. I think Uncle Ben. That was a really solid move. And I. I loved. I love those moments in in comics or movies or any kind of story where you get that like you see the plan unveiled without having known the plan beforehand. I think those moments are so fun. Yeah. When it's just like. Oh, you know, we totally, we totally got you, the readers. You thought everything was going so terrible, but look, it worked out. Yay. I always,
1: I always can tell when things in fantasy books are going to do that because it'll be like, someone will say, what's the plan? And the next line will be like, I told him the plan, and they don't—they don't tell you, the reader, and you're like, "What's the plan going to be?"
0: Right, right.
1: Um, Peter Porker not wearing any costumes uh, is—it's a disturbing
0: (laughs) way to see him. He has like a little crop of hair. Yeah, you always want him in the suit. I just always in the suit.
1: He's completely naked.
0: Yep. Yep. Nothing beneath the suit. No.
1: Uh it's mm. interesting to see Peter Porker in as the anthropomorphic somewhat realistic pig compared to like the very clearly cartoon pig of like the movie.
0: Oh yeah. We're like
1: in this like everybody's a cartoon. Right. He just he just looks like a he looks like a pig man. And mm-hmm. it's it's a little uncanny valley for me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uncanny valley with a pig?
1: I don't know. Maybe that's not the right way to explain it, but he oh. just gave me the creeps a little bit. Yeah, they are. It's literally like the the ace in the hole is everybody dog pile on the inheritors.
0: Well, like, they already kind of seemed like they were on their their back foot. Solus is dead. Yeah, the spiders like had had found them all. Like they're. Last option here was to complete the ritual. And even if they completed the ritual, it's not like the spiders that were already here were going to go away. They were still going to have to face them. That's true. It was just going to stop any new spiders from being made, which, yes, would have sucked. But it seemed like the inheritors really didn't have a plan.
1: Right. Man, the ritual's silly. too. like, the steps. It seems like they, like, picked three people to be, like, the totem not like the special totems and then we're like oh we gotta come up with three stages of this ritual um i guess one of them is that the other is never gonna show up again and you're like okay and then it's like eh, i guess the second one is that nothing's gonna no, this is gonna occur by chance and they're like yeah all right and the third one's like i guess it's not gonna occur at all
0: well nobody's gonna be born with the powers, wasn't that it
1: I thought it was just that no one would ever be a spider totem, like no, no more spiders ever. Oh, so but me, you, your way makes more sense because the by chance and the
0: right, right, like that no would at least one who be would become one things. like by being like bit and then no one would Cause my, maybe that was just me making sense of it. Maybe you're right.
1: I th- my my read was that it was like one stage was they don't come by chance, and the second stage is they don't come at all. Which it seems dumb that they have to do this ritual, and then like if you don't do the whole thing, none of it works. So like. It's, we- right, it's right. It's clunky and weird, and I wasn't the biggest fan of that. Th- that's that's another reason why th- this issue was not was not my favorite of the the crossover. It also we only get like eight pages of Quipel art, and then that's it. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean the whole premise of Spider Verse is a little weak. There's a lot of fun stuff that happens with it, but vampires who feed on spiders, trying to destroy all spiders and keep them from being made, because it's prophesied that the spiders are going to destroy them, is just a little.
1: It's it's like it's yeah. very and like a like it had to be this way because of a weird previous thing with Morlun showing up, right? But. I am thrilled that the movie did not try to do cartoon va- or like Victorian space vampires and yeah. instead was like the premise is there's a bunch of them cuz that's like that's the best part about Spider-Verse like you don't care about the vampires you just want to see like 15 spiders all chilling mm. out.
0: It was interesting in the movie that the uh spiders couldn't exist very well in universes that weren't theirs.
1: Yeah. Uh, we might sp- throw a spoiler tag at the beginning of this.
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: But yeah, that was. It's making me wonder how they're going to do movies in the future because you you know we're getting more Spider Verse movies like this is right, in right. no way the end.
0: Right. I mean, it made sense in terms of stakes for the movie.
1: Yeah, it was. It's. It was. It was just basically there to be like Miles has to step up and do it. Right. He can't just. He can't just not do it. Right. Miles very much more important in Spider Verse the movie than in the 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 books. Not to say he wasn't important in the books, but he's yeah, literally he like
0: rally the jeep.
1: Yeah, but he's like the mainest main character yes, in the movie. That is true, right? Um, some people have actually said um, there's another little mini series, but that happened before Spider Verse, where Peter from Six One Six and Miles met up, and it was called Spider Men. Oh, yeah. Some people say that this is a little bit more Spider-Man than Spider-Verse, the right? Because
0: we we get hints and that that's alluded to throughout Spider-Verse that they've the met comic up, Spider-Verse, the comic Spider-Verse that, that they've, they've met, met, up. met up before. Yeah,
1: because they have. It's just in the movie they they hadn't, so they decided to make it more of the focus than it would necessarily be in the Spider-Verse comic, right? You know, for 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 good stuff. Having like an older Spider Man teaching a younger Spider Man is like that's like gold. So that just worked out. Mhm. And I think and that's then the movie had that this that made it really good that this the this event relied a lot upon like real just fun stuff. Like the comic strip Spider Man and this is the Spider Man yeah. who's a it punk was rocker. It's just a,
0: a fun way to see how many spiders can we jam together and all these fun like it's like the the everybody got to Jam their own spider sona into this comic, and it was a lot of fun. But the plot itself,
1: yeah, it was just really simple. Is... It, well, was it simple? It was.
0: Is it? I think it's it was simple, simple for... with complicated Comics. details. Yeah,
1: like it was like we have to do this thing, this thing, this thing. Yeah, and this like the I feel like I feel that's why I feel like the ending fell flat. It was very much a let's all pile on them and we just win.
0: Right. Mm. Right.
1: Um, I do like there's a, I do like that there's a few there's a few threads. What do they call it when a writer leaves things for the next writer? I cannot remember. Um, maybe it's leaving leaving out toys or something. You can definitely tell that toys were left out at the end of this series, just in case.
0: Oh. The soulless
1: <laughs> crystal doesn't get, which that's that's wild. Just comes out of nowhere. Actually, Dad's a crystal now.
0: Right, right. Which I guess sort of makes it... I don't know why it would be a crystal, though. That seemed like a very technologically advanced facility. Like, and a crystal seems somewhat magical. Like, wouldn't it be just, like, on a hard hard drive somewhere?
1: They're a weird fusion of magical and technological, those inheritors. They're like, we have to do this ritual and we hang out with this, like, captured avatar of, like, multiversing in web form. Right. There's so many like multiversal things in Marvel and this is just another weird version of it. But then they like they do that, but they're also like we have a very advanced cloning facility and
0: <laughs> Right. Right. And we're working on breeding and domesticating spider men. <laughs>
1: it's real it's real out there. So they have the crystals, so maybe Solus can come back. And then they have all of them are on the radioactive yeah, Earth. I feel
0: like that was like a decent setup and plan. It, that was definitely the spiders have a plan of how they're going to deal with the Inheritors. We're going to send them to radioactive wasteland.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like that seemed like they, they did have that plan going in.
1: And they did, like t- to Dan Slot's credit, th- or in the plotters, that is set up beforehand. Like Very Inheritors much so. don't, there's like a few things Inheritors don't like. They don't like the other. The other can whoop them up. Mm-hmm. They're, most of them are not particularly good against Captain Universe powers. Right. And uh, they don't like being radioactive. Right. How do they absorb these radioactive people if they don't like being radioactive? I guess they don't actually take their blood.
0: Are the spider people themselves radioactive? Their
1: blood's radioactive.
0: Oh, is it really?
1: I think it it is radioactive to varying degrees.
0: (laughs) Depending on how useful it is to the plot.
1: But in the cartoon show that came out in the 90s, it was spider blood, spider blood, radioactive spider blood. Oh. Yeah. I'll have, to, I'll have to show you that theme song because it's super cool. <laughs> it's maybe not as cool as I remember. <laughs> but they don't drink their blood. Maybe that's why. Maybe.
0: <laughs> they just consume their life essences.
1: Yeah. And I guess not all of the spiders are radioactive. Right. Penny's. Well, Penny might be radioactive.
0: I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Spider-Man Noir?
1: Not radioactive. Right. Right. So, yeah, not all of them are. Mm-hmm. They're all totemic and stuff. That was, again, that was a weird J. Michael Straczynski thing that he decided to bring in. Let's make everything mystical.
0: Yeah. So, that's one of the things that's really hard for me about comics. Like, so many creators have touched so many different characters that there are so many bonkers things that don't always mesh.
1: Yeah. Like, when Stacy has been cloned more than one time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: It's that's just that's why I love it. It's all just like yeah. I mean, it's it's
0: a thing that's hard, but it's also a thing that once you just accept it, like you just let the wave wash over you, and you can enjoy it. Yeah, it's just it's the whole do less (laughs) analogy that we've talked about before.
1: Yeah, just do less. (laughs) Do less.
0: (laughs) Just let it happen.
1: Just do less. You're thinking too much. Do less. So the panel that this uh that the crossover ends on pre-epilogue uh is gross. It's another one of those like your pheromones are working on me and Peter's like, Can we just cuddle? I'm sleepy and we're supposed to be like And I was just like
0: I can't do the Tim Allen, but it just reminded me of a sitcom. Yeah,
1: it is real like like cut to Cut to freeze frame credits, and uh, it's also um they just I think after this issue the pheromone thing just never pops up again. I read the rest of Dan Slot's run in during over Christmas,
0: mm-hmm. never
1: comes up again. It's like they're just like this isn't actually funny or good.
0: Right. Like, we gave this a shot and, you know, it was a great way to get a really cute panel of Peter Parker's backside. They, uh, they could
1: have done that anyway. They
0: could have done that anyway. And so they, they, then they decided when they realized they could have done it anyway.
1: Readers, Christy has talked a lot about this panel in the last two weeks.
0: <laughs> um, Can you tell that there is a, not a lot of art in comics meant for uh, people attracted to men?
1: Uh, you're, you you got me there.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why it sticks out. It's like the one I've seen.
1: That's why his bottom sticks out. <laughs> so as we go into the epilogue, they... So we didn't talk about the fact uh, a ton that Otto Octavius just decides to kill the Master Weaver. And he's like, look, they can't do the ritual. This guy is there. And they're all like, What? <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, what the hell? This was not part of the plan. We did have a plan. It was a very loose plan, but this was not part of it.
1: And, like, <laughs> cool, I guess reality might collapse, maybe. But then, to add insult to injury, when they're sending everybody home, everybody's doing high fives, and they're like, thanks for participating in the Spider Army. Here's your gift basket. It is.
0: Uh... <laughs> we got the deluxe ba- uh, gift basket, it has dragon fruit. <laughs>
1: Please take this back to Earth 8037, I don't know. They're like, hey, did we leave the burner on? And by the burner on, I mean Otto Octavius alone for any (laughs) amount of time.
0: Yeah. I'm really glad I was able to give him his accolade once for being somewhat heroic, because it just falls to bits here.
1: He's like... Uh, I guess I'll destroy all of time because I'm real mad.
0: It is like the ultimate child temper tantrum if If I can't play with the blocks, nobody gets to
1: right, which i I guess to his credit, he is trying to prevent himself from dying because he's figured out that he will die, yeah, and does not want to die as one does as one does
0: right. Right. He doesn't have that heroic self sacrifice. No quality.
1: No, he does not. That. Um that's Do actually you want to say
0: that again without yawning.
1: No, I want to yawn, okay? <laughs> <laughs> he does not have that self sacrifice. Um, this is actually interesting because the version of him who who gets re-taken over by Peter Parker down the line, so this is a late, down his timeline, does do the self-sacrifice and lets himself be taken over by Peter Parker. Mm -hmm. So this is very clearly a a Otto who has not had enough life experience yet.
0: See, you know, you you gotta go with the Squirrel Girl view. There are no bad guys. There are no bad guys. Just... Just people who maybe need a little bit of extra help and love.
1: Well, right now he is tearing apart all of reality. So there's not a lot of love. It's a lot of <laughs> punching him. Yes. So we've yes. got we've got this mad scramble for the for the dagger that Morlun had. Where did this dagger come from originally? I guess it doesn't matter. Like right. did the did the did the Master Weaver just come equipped with this dagger at some point? He's like, Hey, you've captured me. Here is the web.
0: Here is the dagger, to, is complete the dagger that to complete the ritual. ritual. Let
1: me tell you about this ritual. I have to do it. It's my job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, and then the Master Weaver is dead, and they're like, quickly, before he, after they beat him up, because Otto's like, I don't want to die. And Peter's like, No, you die, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> they don't really try to find any other solutions, really.
0: Right. It's, I mean, they're not like, hey, no, I guess we can figure something out and you can just keep staying in my body. You know, whatever.
1: Yeah, that's not not the deal. And then Otto, so Otto's beat up and then they're like, well, we got to reform this web. How, how does one make a web? Uh, well, one weaves a web. Yes. Right.
0: So you need it. To- a uh, somebody with the specific skill set of weaving otherwise known as a weaver someone very good at weaving in <laughs> a fact master. a master
1: <laughs> and poor silk is like well, i guess i've been trapped in a bunker for a good portion of my life but i'm supposed to apparently be good at this which doesn't come up later uh, it just comes up for this moment of in of like, right? She's gonna self-sacrifice, and then Karn's like, "Well, I've done only terrible things, so I should probably do this one good thing."
0: Well, I mean, he doesn't even volunteer for it until they take the Master Weaver's mask off,
1: and they're like, "Who is this guy? It must be some nerd."
0: And Cindy Moon's like, "Huh? For some reason, I thought I would recognize this guy when we took the mask off, but I don't. Oh well." <laughs> and Karn's like, "Well, it me." Right, and he just takes
1: his mask off. Yeah, I he thought that could was, have this whole time. I thought it taken was like welded off. to his face. <laughs> like, I thought it was Man in the Iron Mask. You, you always
0: had this ability. Just now, it's coming off. Like,
1: I think that was actually oversight because they like. I swear they welded it to his face. Or something. Right. Well, anyway, he takes it off and it goes. Pss, pss. Yes. it's very Darth Vader. And then, uh, so Karn Carn was the master weaver the entire time. And they're like, that's not how time works. And he's like, that is. It does (laughs) here?
0: What? It does because
1: it's convenient to the
0: plot? Okay.
1: There was was not quite a turn to the reader and go with a big old (laughs) wink.
0: I mean, I think his rationale is, well, we have Superior Spider here and Mm. Peter Parker, you know, regular Peter Parker here. Two versions of the same timeline, I guess. Right. Um. So, you know, it it, it can happen.
1: Yeah, that's way weirder, though, to me.
0: Right, because that means that Karn originally is exiled in a confrontation with himself. Yep. It's very circular.
1: Yeah. um, if you So there's a sequel to Spider-Verse called Spider-Geddon. If you bring Spider-Geddon into the mix, no spoilers, because I feel like we'll probably cover it eventually, but it makes this even weirder.
0: Okay comics do less do less
1: (laughs) less, think less and it's kind of just a quick wrap up after that really
0: Mm -hmm. i love that mayday and benji their mom is still there i mean the boyfriend's still there but you know whatever (laughs) like
1: okay (laughs) grant no i'm wes okay
0: (laughs) same difference same
1: difference (laughs) difference
0: Um but that made me really happy and then I felt like I needed to like eat all of my terrible sentiments about MJ being so stupid for leaving her children parentless because apparently she was fine. Yep. So that that was happy.
1: I thought it was funny that MJ did not actually look particularly like the mother of a teenager. <laughs> she looked really young.
0: And a widow now too. Yeah. Oh. Oof.
1: Yep. So Mayday is now Spider-Woman. She's decided she is a girl no longer.
0: Right, right. What and and then we have Anya who I remember us earlier in Spider-Verse thinking about what
1: what happens to
0: like cuz we don't you don't really like see her in Spider-Woman. Yeah. No. Um so she just decides to hang out with Captain Britain and protect the multiverse.
1: Yep, they're going to be web warriors. Cuz poor Captain Britain lost his universe because of excursions which was the whole deal that was happening prior to seek the secret wars from 2015 where universes would converge on each other and blow up and if you didn't blow up one of them they'd blow up everything so they had to make lots of hard choices but he was off spidering and uh missed his universe blowing up yeah. Also, they're, they 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 kind of are like like so a lot of people lose things, you know. Like it, it is really like a heartfelt Mayday losing her father thing. Mm-hmm. That's like a big one. Billy loses his whole entire universe, and they're like, Pat, Pat, all right, bye.
0: Right? He's like, that's everyone I've ever known. I'm like, gosh, that's rough. Well, I guess we're going to go get some takeout. It's been, we're pretty hungry. Like, let's head home.
1: And the the 616 Peter makes like British jokes at Billy on the way out. And right? I'm like, we'll flip, buddy. He just lost his, his for everything.
0: <laughs> yeah. It is a very casual way to, because ev- it's not, I mean, it, the master Weaver's just like, well, I can't find it. I guess it's gone forever. And he's like, oh yeah, yeah can you, I guess
1: it is. Can you? Can you look again?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, Are you sure you don't got any in the back?
1: You're a little new at this. (laughs) I'm just imagining a badge on Karn after he takes the mantle. It just says Master Weaver, and then like like a brand, like the store, and then it says trainee. (laughs) Hi... I'm doing my best at this whole multiverse thing. It's my first day.
0: Uh, They haven't given me the manager key yet.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Master Weaver key holder. He does have a key. It's his dumb spear.
0: Uh, Yeah, so everything seems like it gets somewhat back to normal. We didn't really talk too much about the the tie-ins here. Um,
1: There's not a lot of tie-ins that take place after this.
0: So in between... The last issue and then the epilogue. We have a spider woman.
1: Yep, and that's where Cindy actually gets nabbed. It doesn't actually happen in the main book. Mm. It's just alluded to. Oh, we did There's we did forget the cute moment where... Um, so Peter's been really paternalistic towards Gwen. Mm-hmm. And there's a moment where Gwen, at the beginning of this issue, where they're like, let's help Gwen. And Gwen's like, no, I got this. And he's like, everybody back off. Gwen's got this.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
1: Gwen got this. And then she was like, thanks for having my back, bud. Mm-hmm. Um, that was fun.
0: And the Spider-Woman tie-in is basically a lot of the Spider-Women go and find Jessica Drew of Loom World.
1: She's a pirate. She's
0: a pirate and convince her to go back and fill the power vacuum left by the Inheritors.
1: Yeah. So it kind of takes place later. Yeah, that one was weird.
0: You're not quite sure where it takes place in the general timeline of things because it seems like it had to have happened after the epilogue. Like, I don't know. It didn't quite chronologically make sense. I was very... I was actually pretty confused reading that issue.
1: Yeah. That's one tie-in that I got just really confused about. The ones that ended before the end, those were generally made some sense.
0: Yeah. I mean, because at the end of that issue, that's when she goes and quits... Jessica Drew goes and quits the Avengers.
1: Yeah, that that is an epilogue issue of Spider-Woman. It's number yeah. four. Three is the one where Silk gets captured, takes place before. Yes. But four, it's like, does it take place during the epilogue in like a middle? Because like Jessica's with everybody
0: right. then, then
1: helps them fight Superior. Right. Then like, does she go after that before they all leave? Like, who knows?
0: Right. Because I mean, it's not just even her alone. Like yeah. some of the other... Spider, spider ladies. Yeah,
1: it's interesting. And I just, I just read something recently that was Spider Gedney, where they were, they were returning all the things from Loom World back to where they were taken from. Oh, because it's like a big patchwork world, mm-hmm. and they're like, it's just a throne room now. And I'm like, what happened to spider, spider woman of this of Loom World?
0: Oh yeah, Jessica Drew was like the leader.
1: Yep. Nope. They forget all about it. I guess. <sighs> Comics. Forget
0: the canon things in female-led comics. Sorry, you know, I just—that's all I'm gonna say. If you don't have anything nice to say, you don't say anything at all, right? Right. I, I guess. Sorry, I'm really nursing the Squirrel Girl wound too.
1: The Squirrel Girl wound.
0: <sighs> Craven.
1: Oh, the yeah. So in uh, all of you in the new Amazing Spider-Man, the. New volume that's mostly done by Nick Spencer and Ryan Ottley. Mm-hmm. Craven is gonna co- is gonna be a bad guy again when he has most recently been a good guy in Squirrel Girl.
0: Mm-hmm. A villain trying to redeem himself.
1: It happens a ton though. The Absorbing Man was in Black Bolt being a good guy, and I'm pretty sure he's back to being a bad guy again. Kinda. I mean, criminal like criminal recidivism is kind of a kind of a thing. I guess I got to say recidivism on a podcast. I feel very. Very scholarly. (laughs) Recidivism. (laughs)
0: Take your take your ten dollars words elsewhere. Ten dollar is that what they? No, what are they?
1: Five dollar words. Five
0: dollar words. Well, I upped it to Uh, ten because of inflation.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, are there any really other really relevant tie-ins? I think that's kind of it.
0: Yeah, yeah, because I, I think we covered... We've
1: wrapped, wrapped those all up. Mm-hmm. We covered, like, Karn being, like, convinced. Yeah. Uh,
0: I I love that uh, Spider-Man 2099 and Spider-Lady are repair Leopardon.
1: Using both future tech and Steam.
0: Yeah, yeah. A lot of fun stuff happens with Lady Spider, and I just want more.
1: I'm sorry, Christy. More Lady Spider would be good.
0: It would. It would. All right. So, are we going to do questions, then accolades, or accolades, then questions?
1: Let's do accolades, then questions.
0: All right. So, you ready for
1: accolades? I am.
0: All right. So, what is your best line?
1: Um. So, I have restrained myself so much with spider ham puns this entire crossover and not picked them as best lines. Mm-hmm. But after... Spider-Ham replaces baby Benji and delivers a swift kick to Morloon. He says, face it, pal, you just got Ham
0: <laughs>
1: And I finally had to just relent and say, okay, this is the best line. We did it.
0: My best line, I think I may have chosen in part, is just part of a rebellious act for me turning 30 this year. Um very recently. Christy's
1: birthday happened between last podcast and this I one. I
0: know. <laughs> I'm getting so old.
1: So I'm already 30.
0: <laughs> my best line actually comes from Miles. And he says, uh, no way we're going to win this by sticking together. That's the lesson here. Never listen to adults. Adults are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: pretty good. <laughs>
0: that
1: one is really great. Do you think adults are stupid?
0: I don't think we're as infallible as we pretend.
1: Yeah, that's probably true. I feel that way as a parent all the time.
0: Yes. (laughs) So something about that just struck that really youthful chord in me. Mm -hmm. I don't. You know, my favorite book is The Little Prince, and that that's a very much a Little Prince line. So
1: yeah, adults being stupid is (laughs) Little Princey.
0: All right. What about your greatest
1: hero? I get. Give it to Karn Mm. on this one. Confining yourself in a weird little sphere that you just kind of chill out in for all eternity sounds pretty rough. And not even all eternity, like, all eternity and then, like, retconned to have always been there. That's buck wild. Right.
0: But part of me feels like it's, I don't know, a little bit of recompense for killing so many spiders.
1: True, true.
0: Yeah, but no, it definitely, definitely has that heroic element of self-sacrifice. And for some reason, I didn't even consider him. But I think you're right. He may actually be the greatest hero.
1: Well, who's your greatest hero, My
0: I guess. greatest hero comes from my soft spot for babies.
1: For babies?
0: Yeah. So I had to go with Uncle Ben.
1: Because he saved the baby?
0: Because he saved the baby. And, you know... He decides to take on the mantle of of grandfather, and he just does some real heartwarming, fuzzy things. And I just, I couldn't choose 616 Peter Parker. Just on principle, I
1: couldn't. (laughs) I don't think he's been greatest hero for any of ours.
0: Right. I think I just avoid, like, the obvious choice. I mean, not that he's even necessarily been the obvious choice. He's just been...
1: I mean, he was pretty good this time. He was pretty good. was gonna... Let himself die.
0: Right. But I think that moment when I read the Uncle Ben with Benji and I saw that that Benji was safe and that Uncle Ben hadn't just ghosted, I just had this overwhelming sense of relief. I'm like, no matter what goes wrong here or what other spiders die, the baby's safe.
1: Baby spider. So
0: he was my biggest hero.
1: Oh, you got your, your parent sense. Yes. So uh, what was your coolest moment?
0: So my coolest moment uh, is in part from from the art, but in part from, just kind of from the awesomeness of the moment of the spiders who went to go get Karn uh, showing up with Karn and them just that that leap, all of them, into action. Like the, the panel where you've got like Spider-Punk in the air and uh, I think we got Anya and... Captain Britain, and we have uh, like Poveteer, and they're all like in the air, but that panel is just so cool, because you have even the lines uh, with that, you've got like Karn with like uh, free the world, and we have a free every world, and you heard the metalhead fight the power from Spider-Punk, and it just kind of seems like a, it's just a fun, you know, exciting moment of that, that, kind of like turn the corner, oh, look, they've got Karn.
1: It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I had a, another, my coolest moment was similar to that, because there's a lot of, like, these guys are here, now these guys are here! Yeah,
0: there are a couple of those right in a row.
1: Mine was Leopardon showing up.
0: Yep, yep.
1: And I even love that the, the Spider-Man from, who pilots Leopardon is like, I knew you were invincible!
0: <laughs> like, I never doubted you were I coming back. I never doubted
1: you, big giant robot with sword vigor.
0: <laughs> oh... Yeah, that's a that is a really fun moment. That was kind of like a, I was like, huh, which one? Because I love the, the the big. You get so many of these in Spider Verse of just everybody showing up in the, like one big. Ah, oh, look, look mm-hmm. who it is. They're just too much fun.
1: Can I tell you my Crusher Creel award for silly villainy?
0: Oh, please do.
1: So we didn't talk about this a ton, but Demos has some real daddy issues in this this issue where he's like, I was supposed to die before Dad, but Dad died before me. And then Genex is like, "No, he's a crystal." And Demos is like, "This is my dad, crystal. I will guard it with my life." And when Mayday spares the dad crystal, Demos is like, "Thank you so much." Like even you've when even when he's, so kind. yeah even when he's like like I'm we've been to-
0: terrible for you or to you and <laughs> you've showed us such kindness.
1: And it's so strange because like he comes back in Spider geddon like spoiler, but right, and he's not this way at all. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> What's your silly villainy?
0: So my silly villainy has to come back around on Otto Octavius, superior spider
1: uh-huh.
0: for his toddler temper tantrum of if, if I, if I can't play with the blocks, nobody can. Mm-hmm. Just that whole, I'm going to take down the web, you know, because I'm going to die. So I don't care about the rest of the entire multiverse.
1: Yep. It is maybe the silliest of all villainies. Yep. So I think I think you probably win out on that one.
0: I I like your take on Deimos, though.
1: <laughs> he's got he's got some real dad dad problems. It's weird how much he loves his dad when they're all terrible to each other.
0: Yeah, well, I think he was more of like a favorite son than some of the
1: rest. I think Moreland was the favorite son. Was he? Yeah.
0: Uh well that just makes you know you love your you know want your parents approval and affection even more when you're not the favorite you're
1: not the favorite but you really want to
0: be right i don't know what that's like well i'm one of nine so <laughs>
1: <laughs> well anyway let's get to these questions um we put out the call on twitter and i believe facebook but i don't think we got any replies on facebook so let's jump into the tweets All right, we have quite a few questions from quite a varied number of people. So we're going to start with a friend of the show, Nir Ravel. So Nir asks, which of the spider peoples that never got a full issue to themselves deserve a series? I think this is specifically in reference to a lot of them got their own edge of spider verse. Mm -hmm. All right, Mm -hmm. so what do you think, Christy?
0: Well, you guys have already heard me talk about uh, so much about Lady Spider mm-hmm. and I just feel like there was so much story left there to be told. I guess she it almost felt a little bit like she got some of her own issues in Spider-Man 2099, but I mean they weren't her issues. I just I just wanted more. She was really fun.
1: I think that's pretty pretty good. I'm going to give it to the captain universe spider-man
0: oh yeah good choice of course you would choose spider dad (laughs) spider
1: dad it would be interesting to see like how he made his world so great being like the most powerful
0: right like he has like the powers of creation so
1: like he probably could do a lot of good right um and i would love uh, maybe not necessarily a a, like a, a like an ongoing series but i think it'd make a cool mini or at least a one issue
0: yeah yeah agreed agreed good choice
1: all right, so, uh, friend of the show. Oh, man, these are... I think all these people are friends friends of the show, so we'll just we'll just. I don't think we
0: had any, like, strangers who had never listened to our podcast or, chime in to ask
1: questions. Yeah, or people who I don't talk to on, like, a regular basis. So, Robert Secundus asks, describe your spider-sonas, which we kind of did at the beginning a little bit. Right, but,
0: like, that spider-sona for me, Spider Queen, is more, like, who I wish I was, which maybe that would be my spider-sona, but, like... Me as a as an actual like spider sona would probably be something like a like a recluse just kind of like you, you don't see them, but they're there
1: very poisonous
0: yeah just kind of yeah, yeah not not poisonous not poisonous I'm a bad biologist <laughs> uh it, yes yeah, very very much a a, a lurky uh, spider that is that is not seen or heard very much <laughs>
1: I like it. My Mine is pretty similar. I, I kind of played up like being like...
0: The di- angsty melancholy. Angsty
1: melancholy, like, like having a midlife crisis spider dad. But I would still, I think, do a bit of like a spider dad, like guy with a dad bod. He's maybe got slightly looser pants uh, and maybe just like carries a lot of things. He's got like a backpack that's got like some stuff in it.
0: Uh, like a diaper bag, Like a, yeah, like a, like a
1: diaper bag. <laughs> like
0: you carry around
1: already. <laughs> like I already carry around yeah. a diaper bag. I, I, I would... Uh, part of the Spider Dad thing, I think he would be... He would make a lot of like even worse jokes than Spider-Man.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, he would help out those younger spiders... I like the idea of Spider-Dad carrying around a a baby with a Spider-Man mask, but that also seems very dangerous. But I kind of like the aesthetic of that.
0: I mean, that's kind of what Cyclops did with Cable, right?
1: Yeah, in, in X-Factor. Mm-hmm. He had a little... Cable had his own little tele- telepathic or telekinetic bubble that he could float around in, though, or he wouldn't get hurt. Right.
0: But I feel like if you were Spider Dad and you had a spider baby, they would maybe have some cool powers, the too. The
1: proportionate baby strength of a spider. Just front packing <laughs> a little baby.
0: Oh, you would need baby gates so early. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like a baby cage. Uh, so, at Pontifax Pod, the... Podcast Pontifax, Mm -hmm. which is the podcast that is ranking all of the popes from Peter to Francis, um, again, friends of the show, asked, which is a more accurate representation of Kingpin, Daredevil or Spider-Verse? The characterizations were very different, particularly Vanessa. So Pontifax is asking about the movie Mm Spider-Verse and about the television show Daredevil. I clarified with them. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think it's asking which one's a little bit more like comic book Kingpin. So you haven't read a ton of comic book Kingpin.
0: No, the Kingpin that I've read was like in Doctor Strange with Spider-Woman.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, so I think the cartoon movie Kingpin is pretty different than the comic book one. And I think the Daredevil show one is a lot more similar. Mm -hmm. I think that the, the... He's a little he's a little jokey in the movie. He's not super jokey, but uh he doesn't seem quite as as like a refined individual as I feel like the Kingpin is usually portrayed as.
0: Mm, yeah, um, fair.
1: He's also he's kind of like this like hulking like giant shoulders guy. Oh,
0: yeah, it was so creepy in the movie.
1: Yeah. Even just like, oh, you can't take it with you. That just doesn't seem like a like a comic. I don't think it's I don't think it's bad. I just think that the Daredevil show one is probably more in line, and as for Vanessa, I haven't—I don't think I've read enough comics with Vanessa in them to know. I think she's a little bit in between those characters because mm-hmm. the Vanessa in the the cartoon movie was like, "Wow, my husband's awful," and I think in the show she kind of didn't, she kind of knew,
0: right? Yeah,
1: I think it's a little bit in between that because I think it makes him a great tragic character. If, yeah, like, his wife had no idea. And I think that that was a cool motivation in the movie.
0: Mm-hmm. It, it was a th- very easy way to give him some depth.
1: Yeah, and, and it was like
0: very quickly too.
1: It was it 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 almost played out like Edge of Spider the Edge of Spider Verse with Gwen, where it's like, here's how to give someone an origin story in one page. But it was basically like in ten seconds of a movie.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, it was so good.
0: It was very good.
1: So Adam Reck, at Arthur Stacey on Twitter asks add one more spider to Into the Spider-Verse without messing it up. So the movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: And I talked with you a little bit about what I thought my answer would be. And it mine was totally Spider-Man, because I feel like Spider-Man was basically already there. Aunt May was very capable uh, in the movie. And I feel like Spider-Man could have filled that role somewhat as well, because the Spider-Man that we saw in Spider-Verse, she was so ultra competent, so competent that her nephew and husband were still alive. She hadn't lost anybody.
1: That's true. Yeah. So Spider was like the ultimate in spider mamming <laughs> I do think that the end of the Spider-verse, Spider Verse Spider Aunt May was like a little little spunkier.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: But I think that would have also been awesome.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: I don't know. You could, it would have been weird to have it be the the six one or the one.
0: Y- Yes. That that's so- definitely true.
1: But I, I, I feel, yeah, because, like, Aunt May was already kind of there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think I would have added in Spider-Punk.
0: <laughs> he's so fun! I
1: think, like, having a bit of a renegade on the team would have been interesting.
0: Yeah, true. Um,
1: he's I mean, he's still kind of, like, a team player, but he doesn't, like, he's not really a rules person.
0: Right, right. They were, the rest of the sp- Although I think it was nice that the rest of the spiders were all kind of on the same page, and Miles was the outlier. That I don't know if having an outlier like Spider Punk would have messed with that dynamic.
1: Mm, you might be right. So I might I might have violated Adam's premise of, of not messing. I up.
0: think he would have been a lot of fun though.
1: Yeah, they could have done. Re- he could have been really cool and stylized with the guitar and stuff.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so we have from at Xavier Files, Mister Xavier. Xavier Files himself uh, maybe has a real name. We're not. We can't be sure. (laughs) Which Spider-Man plays the most Magic the Gathering?
0: Oh, I forgot about
1: this question. This one's it's Miles. I think Miles Morales plays the most Magic the
0: Gathering. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're probably right.
1: I'm trying to think of somebody else who would play more Magic the Gathering. I mean,
0: he's just got the right kind of like youth about him.
1: Yeah, I feel that- like I've seen kids that are basically Miles Morales up at the up at the shop playing Magic oh. the Gathering.
0: Okay, okay. Now, I may edit this out because it may be a terrible thought. Who was who was the the creepy spider boy who died?
1: Oh, <laughs>
0: Patton Parnell. Patton Parnell he might also most- play Magic the Gathering, oh.
1: <laughs> but you
0: never want him to be your opponent.
1: Probably smelled. <laughs> Like the worst magic uh,
0: opponents. Uh, Miles is the opponent you definitely want to have, but Patton Parnell is just mm. the guy at F and M that you're like, oh.
1: Could you see Miles being a bit of a Johnny? Like kinda like having like his pet deck that he put together.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: I kinda I really like that idea. Uh-huh. Um
0: and Patton would play like a mill deck.
1: <laughs> just control. <laughs> he would never talk.
0: <laughs> Except to call Judge. <laughs>
1: So, um, play comics podcast at play comics cast asks which spider really, really needs to make it into the next Marvel versus Capcom game. And I may have to help you out with this. Cause I know that you've played, you know, right.
0: I I love them, but I'm awful.
1: Um, so there is a fighting game series where the Marvel characters take on Capcom characters and it's, it's like a very traditional kind of like life bar fighting game. So not mm-hmm. like Super Smash Brothers. So basically, which spider would make... Because Spider-Man's already in it, and I think it's been in it a ton. Which spider would would be really cool in a fighting game?
0: Mm.
1: I've got an idea, but I think... It,
0: really cool in a fighting game. I mean, if I have a chance to volunteer a spider for anything, I'm always going to volunteer Jessica Drew. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if Jessica Drew's in it, but Jessica Drew is awesome.
1: We could look that up real quick. But yeah,
0: Jessica Drew is great at the punching and the fighting, and and she can she can glide.
1: She can glide.
0: <laughs> Feel like it's really underutilized. <laughs>
1: so I think SPDR, the Penny oh, Parker Spider Man, yeah. would be super super yeah. fun in a fight in a fighting game because she's got a big old robot.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that th- also- that's a better answer. I just always have to get my girl Jessica Drew out there when I can.
1: She could do. she could do cool robot moves. She could yeah. fight the Sentinels. Sentinel is a character, and they're literally like giant Sentinels.
0: Well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, yours is obviously the best answer.
1: <laughs> so we have two more questions, both from uh, Jay Ediden, at Ray Beta. This is Jay, the host of Jay and Miles, well, co-host, obviously, of Jay and Miles Explain the X-Men. Mm-hmm. Kind of our podcasting hero. Yes. Yep.
0: And what does he ask?
1: He asks... What are some real life spider characteristics or abilities that you'd like to see on a superhero? So for me, I want to see a wolf spider superhero mm-hmm. that's just like a very large large hero who just doesn't use webs and they just jump super super far, but they're so much bigger than those other spiders.
0: I you want I want to see those trapdoor spiders, the spiders that you don't actually see, the oh villains just are suddenly gone. Like it could be like in the sewers. Like, trapdoor spider, but just, like, sewers. Like, you walk over a sewer grate, like, and poop, you just go right down. Right down to trapdoor spider.
1: (laughs) Those are pretty good. One with eight eyes, but that's been done, or however many, like, compound eyes. Yeah, yeah. That's been done. mouth also been done. Mm -hmm. Pat Parnell was really gross and had a lot of those sort of spidery things. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of fun spiders. A spider that just like a a spider hero that just chills out on a plant because they know they're gonna get plenty of of criminals on that plant criminals being the like bugs that get trapped in their web. Mm-hmm. Spider Man doesn't actually weave that many webs, so like a, a spider or a spider hero that's like, "All right, you guys go. I'm gonna chill here on my web." A thing that spiders <laughs> do.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do a lot of web slinging, but mm-hmm. not web. Building, which I feel like is unfortunate because spider webs are pretty beautiful.
1: They are. We had a spider web on our tomato plant, and no insects ate that tomato plant because that spider got them good. Mm-hmm. I left that that spider alone. I was like, "You can just hang out here on my tomato plant, and kill it. whatever you want." <laughs> So Jay's last question is: Can you speak to the feasibility of a human-sized colony, human-sized colony of spiders acting with the degree of cooperation exhibited by Spider's Man?
0: So, readers, if I don't know if we've mentioned Spider's Man before, but I think before we answer this question, we better address Spider's Man.
1: So Spider's Man is in the new Spider-Geddon crossover. Spider's Man is a hive mind of a bunch of spiders that inhabit a Spider-Man suit, and they also think they are Peter Parker.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, it is true that spiders are generally solitary, but there are some social colonies of spiders, like hundreds and hundreds of spiders that will all occupy like these ginormous... Three dimensional webs. They're not. They're not a flat like two D web like most spider webs. They build like these cone like webs, uh, specifically in really rainy areas. But you also have some that don't inhabit webs that are in like deserts in like Africa that are in large colonies. So large groups of spiders working together, coexisting is a thing.
1: Yeah, I find not so much a no, thing. No,
0: not so much a thing.
1: Unfortunate
0: but it's comics so it's
1: just like it's one little leap away really
0: right right i mean spiders the spiders that are that are social spiders they evolved that way for a reason because it, it helped with their survival uh, scientists theorize like the rain might've done some damage to their webs, but when you got a bunch of people working together, like they all have their own ro- roles. You've got your construction spiders who repair the webs. You've got like the babysitting spiders who take care of everybody's young. You've got
1: babysitting spiders. Yes.
0: Yes. They, they re- they regurgitate stuff for the babies to eat. It's real. It's real weird and gross. <laughs> uh, and you, you've got you know the 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 hunting spiders who actually like get the food. Like everybody's got their own little role. So I mean, and, and, and that they, they evolved to do that. I mean, they could. And it's not like hive mind isn't a thing that exists in other. Not that spi- spiders are arachnids, not insects. Yeah, I'm but... not sure
1: if there's any arachnids that do the hive mind thing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to venture to say now, right. Um,
0: so, hive mind, not so much, but groups of spiders working together, as terrifying as it is, it's a thing. It's a scary... I...
1: You're more scared of spiders than me. <sighs> I, I I generally like those guys.
0: Right, I just...
1: I've just never been bit by one, so they don't bother me.
0: You know, I don't actually know if I've ever been bit by a spider. I've I had some things, and I'm like, is this a spider bite? Is this, like, just some you know weird skin reaction is it some other sort of insect bite so i guess i don't know for sure that i've been bitten by spiders they just the side i don't know i don't know they weird weird me out but ants more than spiders i hate
1: that's fair i hate yeah spiders are way cooler than ants
0: definitely spiders spiders eat ants
1: i'm sure some spiders do. yeah
0: yeah I mean that—that's like spider's saving grace for me. That they Man. eat other bugs. The,
1: them saving my plants. I'm like, how do I cultivate you here and like build you a little house so you always come back?
0: Although if you see pictures of those huge, huge, 3D like cone webs that the social colonies of spiders make, it is. I
1: mean, I'll take a look at the picture. <laughs> I won't go there, but I don't want to knock them over. No, they're I wouldn't. Doing, they're doing good stuff there.
0: No, there's like thousands of them you wouldn't want to get anywhere near it that's fair they eat large prey
1: what like that that's how part large?
0: of i uh, uh, it, what i read wasn't very specific but just like it was advantageous for them to all work together because they could consume larger prey so i imagine like rodents and things no way i don't know maybe maybe i'm theorizing we got to look this up now <laughs> Okay, so probably not like rodents and mammals, but definitely very large insects. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But, but, but terrifying, you know, 50,000 spiders.
1: They could get you. Yeah.
0: Or they could just form a spider suit and save the day. <laughs> well, back to that then. Back to that.
1: Well, that wraps up our questions, and I guess that would probably wrap up our show.
0: Uh, Yeah, thank you so much, readers, for sticking with us through Spider-Verse and all of our uh, tie-ins to that as well. You can look forward to us starting something new next time.
1: We're going to be covering DC's crossover that started the New 52. It's going to be Flashpoint, in which Barry Allen goes back in time and makes everything worse.
0: And I haven't read it yet, but I've been told it's awful.
1: I'm not the biggest fan, but I know some people really like it.
0: Okay, well maybe it's not awful. Maybe Chris just has poor taste, but uh, <laughs> we'll find out. And this was a this was a reader request.
1: Yeah, this was requ- requested by Papa Trent Trent Seely.
0: Mm-hmm. So, readers, if you have things that you think that we should read and cover on our podcast, uh, definitely tweet at us about it uh, at chris's pod or you can get us on facebook at chris's pod as well
1: you can email us at chris's on infinite earths at gmail.com
0: and remember we love those five star reviews we will shout you out on the show give us a review wherever you listen to podcasts
1: yep we also have a kofi if you feel like dropping us a small donation in three dollar increments Um, It could be $3. It could be $3 million. If it's $3 million, you know what? You can just have this podcast. (laughs)
0: Oh, Oh, man. Think of the amount of podcasting we could do if we had, like, even a million dollars. Like, we could stop working for a few years and just podcast.
1: It's nonstop.
0: Oh, you'd get so much quality content.
1: Yeah. So consider it. Uh However, they can't do a million because that's not divisible by three.
0: Okay then. <laughs> 999,999 dollars.
1: Yeah, that'd probably be pretty good. Yep. We'd accept that. Mm-hmm. we that's And a...
0: 99 cents. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is gonna be wwwko ficom slash Chris's on infinite earths.
0: Mm-hmm. And until next time.
1: Slay your enemies, and all you desire shall be yours. How our baby? How baby? How baby?
0: Definitely putting that out to the credits. <laughs>